0: Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life, so open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Go to the 7th weapon of our warfare does anybody know what it is anybody holy ghost yeah we talked about angels last week and <laughs> sorry about that were you here last wednesday Okay, so that's the reason we missed out on angels. So you're going to have to go back and listen to it online. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, so tonight we're talking about the Holy Ghost. How many has the Holy Ghost? How many are excited that you have the Holy Ghost? How many remembers the day you received the Holy Ghost? And the very moment, the experience that you received. What a powerful thing. And that spirit of the Lord uh, that is in us, um, uh, it has set us on a, on a course and a journey with him and has helped us to be led and guided in all truth and it's helped us to understand uh, the strength of overcoming through the power of the Holy Ghost. So we're talking about weapons of warfare, spiritual warfare, and we're talking about the things that will help us to... Um, Uh, to be able to overcome Satan, ourselves, the flesh, spirit of the world. I mean, we can go on and on about what are enemies of the church. There's such an attack today uh, on Christians. And I'm I'm hearing things which, you know, you're hearing things about what people are trying to uh, put Christianity out, stifle the voice of Christianity, even trying to stop Christians from witnessing telling people about but but they're so quick to be able to speak what they want to tell everybody but you see it's it's a, we're living in a crazy world but what we need to do we have to understand is the power of the spirit of god that is in us is far more powerful than the attacks of satan the enemy uh, the voices of this world that are trying to stop Christianity, I mean, they can't stop the testimony of a child of God. They cannot stop the power of prayer. They cannot stop the power of worship. They cannot stop the power of God's presence in us. They can't deny miracles. They cannot, I mean, there there's so many things that, that the spirit and darkness of this world cannot stop. God is all-powerful. So... We really have nothing to worry about, but we need to take a stand. We need to understand where we need to stand, and that is on God's Word. We need to take a stand in His Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to be full of His Spirit. We need it to flow through us. We need to live it every day because uh, we, as a church body, I'm talking about us, you, me, Landmark, people that are not even be able to be here tonight, Uh, And people in other churches that are believing and walking in truth, uh, we were put here for such a time as this. For this hour. And I'm excited about it because I believe that the darker the night, which it's getting darker, the brighter the light is going to shine. The brighter the Holy Ghost is going to shine. I believe that more miracles are going to take place as we walk in faith and believe in the Lord. I believe that more powerful things, to the supernatural is going to take place. So, we need the power of the Holy Ghost in us. We need to walk in the Spirit. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. And Brother Arnold is going to put it up on the screen here too. Thank you, Brother Arnold, for your help. And it says here, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. Everybody point to yourself. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's a lot to be said here in the scripture. We've we've heard that scripture quoted many times, maybe preached on and taught on at various times, but... The thing about that scripture, it kind of sums everything up. Uh, We really have nothing to fear. Uh, If we have the power of God's Spirit within us, we have far greater power than what the world has. Uh, You are are of God, little children have overcome them. You see, the child of God, we don't need to walk in fear of the spirit of the world and the spirit of darkness. I know when I was uh, when I was a kid. um, I remember, and I I I, I remember this years ago. uh, My great grandmother lived next door to us, and uh, my mother, for some reason, uh, always when she got something in her mind for us to do it, we needed to do it. When she said that we need to do it, and she would always, I don't know why. I couldn't get her to change this, but she always wanted, she had a pile of newspapers that we would get newspapers every day at the house, and then my dad would read them, my mom would read them, and then they would put them in a stack. And then uh, it was always late at night, I was the one that was supposed to run those newspapers after they read them over to my great-grandmother's house so she could read them. And I never got her trained to do that during the daylight time. But I remember uh, walking on that long journey from our house, there was a beaten path from our house to my great grandmother's house, and um, I remember walking over there in the dark carrying these newspapers, and all kinds of things went through my mind, all kinds of fear. I remember, uh, you know, I, I, I was always looking around thinking, okay, who's going to attack me? Uh, Not that they wanted the newspapers or anything; they were already about a week old. But um, you know, who's going to attack me? Uh, You know, is there someone in the bushes? I mean, all kinds of things filled my mind because it was dark and I couldn't see around me. And uh, uh, matter of fact, and this is kind of interesting. uh, I don't know why I thought this way, but you ever looked at an old, old picture? And some of the older folks, like if you go to Cracker Barrel and see some of these old pictures, some of them are, I guess, a picture and then they painted them in, some of it. And some of it looks like they're staring at you. And, and their eyes, their their eyes are, you know, it's it's sometimes it's really scary when you look at some of those old pictures. They're looking at you. They're staring a hole through you. And it's almost like, uh, there's actually a, someone behind the back of that picture and you're getting ready to watch their eyes go back and forth. But when I was walking over to my grandmother's house, my great-grandmother's house, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I would always see these pictures in front of me. And then I would take off running as fast as I could. I was, I was just little at that time, but I would take off running as fast as I could to my grandmother's house and get into the house, and then, uh, you know, then I felt like I was safe. But then, I had to go back. (laughs) So, but when you think about darkness, uh, of course now, you know, it it don't matter. I can walk around in darkness. I walk out to a tree stand in pitch dark, and don't think too much about it. Um, But uh, things have changed now. I've grown up a little bit. Whether you Believe it or not, I have grown up and um, I did have an opportunity to walk out to a tree stand, climbed over my, uh, the fence right there next to my tree stand and as soon as I climbed over it, all of a sudden, uh, it seemed like about 20 turkeys took off flying out of, from underneath my tree stand and my heart went, scared me to death. Sound like helicopters flying through the air in the middle of the dark, and I saw none of them. But evidently, I knew I was there. So darkness can bring a lot of fear. You see, the world, when we, when we talk about the world, the world, we're talking about the spirits of the world, the darkness of the world. Um, we're not talking about the globe, we're talking about the darkness of the world, but The scripture again, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we really don't have to fear in this present time, uh, because trust me, when when we consider the power of the Spirit of the Lord that is in us, the spirit of the world of darkness and spirits of evil, cannot overcome the power of God that is inside of you in the Holy Ghost. It can't. It cannot overcome you. The darkness of this world, God, here's the thing, uh, the Lord's Spirit brings forth light. His Word brings forth light in this present dark world. Uh, You see, we have the Spirit of God within us. So why should we fear the darkness of this world? That's what the world, the spirit of the world and Satan wants. He wants us to be fearful, so that we're not able to do the things that, that God wants us to do. We need to let the Holy Ghost work within us and come out in this present world. We're going to be a shining light in this world of evil and darkness. First John chapter three, verse 24 reads, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. Talking about the Holy Ghost. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us, the Holy Ghost. But these things come pass by keeping his commandments. Keeping his commandments, being obedient to his word. That's how the scripture brings it out. Let me read it again. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. We have the Holy Ghost. It's in us. So that spirit that I'm talking about, the Holy Ghost, is greater than he who is in the world. I'm talking about Satan, all of his allies, the spirit of the world, the spirit of the flesh, the spirit of God that is in us is so much greater, so much more power, so much more glory. So he, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We, as children of God with the Holy Ghost, we have a resource for victory. Jesus makes victory always possible in our lives. Victory. Everybody say victory. We are victorious. We are overcomers. The power of the Holy Ghost that is in us is so powerful, uh, it will help you walk through this life and overcome the enemies that are trying to destroy us. Let the, here's the key, though. Keep the Holy Ghost stirred up within you. How do you do that? We talk about that. How do you keep the Holy Ghost stirred in you? i tell you how you do it. You keep praying consistently every day. Keep praying. Keep talking to the Lord. Connect with the Lord. Sometimes you just need to pray Until you break through to the Holy Ghost in your home, in your car, in the church, at the altar, in the worship service. I've seen people healed in the preaching. We need to keep the Holy Ghost stirred up within us. It's one of the greatest powers that we have. It's the Spirit of God in us. So uh, if we rely on, as the Scripture says, he who is in you... Instead of relying on ourselves, we're going to totally be victorious. So many times we just rely upon ourselves. We need to rely upon he who is in you. Who is it? It's God, the Holy Ghost. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 14 through 20, uh, listen to these verses here. It says, Afterward he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat. And upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world, the Lord was speaking to these disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then it goes on in verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, I'm going to stop there just a moment. I know that we deal with a lot of times about uh, talking to people and trying to witness to them about the scripture. And there's a lot of different doctrines out there. And there's doctrines that say you don't need to be baptized. Um, I know that if you believe in God and you give your life to the Lord, you repent. I believe that if you, of course, first of all, you have to believe that he is, then he's a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him. So we're seeking him and believing that he is God. I remember when I came to an altar for the very first time and began to pray, I began to, first of all, I had to believe that he was listening to me. I had to believe that he was God. I had to believe that he was was true to his word and what the preacher preached. And I also had to believe that when I asked him to forgive me, that he would forgive me. So the reason why I started praying is because I believed it. I believed in God. I didn't know everything about him, but I believed in him. So he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. If we believe, we will be baptized and we'll be uh, obedient to his word. The Bible says in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we have to believe and we repent because we believe he's going to forgive us. We are baptized because we believe that that we're going to take on the name of Jesus, and that we're going to be washed of our sins in water grave for remission of sins, and and also uh, we're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. These are very vital things in our salvation: death, burial, resurrection, repentance, baptism, buried with Him in baptism, and filling of the Holy Ghost. So this is a good scripture that if you're talking to people about being baptized, uh, you do have to believe and as baptized shall be saved. Verse 17 goes on and says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So they were obeying what Jesus' instructions to them for them to do. But when we talk about the Holy Ghost helping us in this spiritual battle... It says here that in verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. The power of the Holy Ghost that is in you, signs are going to follow you. They're going to follow us. The reason is because we are believers. We walk in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, uh, signs are going to follow. There's going to be healing, there's going to be deliverances. There's going to be people set free. Uh, There's going to be people receive salvation. There's going to be people receive the Holy Ghost. There's going to be people that are going to be touched in a way that they're going to have their testimony. We talked about testimonies and and the uh, uh, weapons of our warfare, how vital testimonies are. But they could build their own testimony by the experience of the power of, of repentance and baptism and filling of the Holy Ghost or a healing in their life. So these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Devils do not have power over you and me. Not just because of us. Because of the Spirit of God that's in us. In my name shall they cast out devils. That lets me know that we have power over devils. They shall speak with new tongues. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 2 and today. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We need to allow the Holy Ghost to operate through our lives. Now I'm not going out and picking up serpents. Serpents are, and You know, when we think about snakes, I'm not a fan of snakes. I'm not a fan of snakes at all. I hate snakes. I run from snakes. I don't even like to step on snakes unless I have to. I do like shovels and snakes. Or long sticks and snakes. Uh, But snakes are not my favorite uh, creation but if they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And when we look at this, and it says serpents, uh, I realize that in the beginning, Satan was typed, you know, as a serpent. The Bible says it, the book of Genesis. Uh, but when you talk about taking up serpents, it doesn't just mean snakes. There's religions that believe that if they have faith, that they could pick up a snake and be snake handlers. Everybody... <laughs> heard of those are there any snake handlers here anybody from Kentucky Ohio has them some of Missouri have them Arkansas has them snakes and snake handlers Um, but it doesn't always have to be snakes it can be spirits um Matter of fact, uh, one of the lessons we taught here not too long ago, and and I was talking to Austin about uh, the python. Um, We were talking about the Greek word, of course, um, you know, Paul cast out a spirit of divination. And when we looked up that definition of that, it derives from a word of uh, pythian, which also derives from another word of python. And uh, a snake or a spirit, a spirit behind that. So divination, uh, Paul cast out that spirit of divination. He was dealing with serpents or spirits. So the power of the Holy Ghost within him uh, was able to deal with this and overcome it. There's power in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Matter of fact, uh, I've heard on the news, and maybe you've heard it recently, but uh, I heard in Florida it's overrun by pythons. Have you heard that? uh i i know that pythons you know uh, is not necessarily a uh, an animal that was you know well known in florida but i don't know if someone planted some pythons there or they just they just began to grow but i heard that on a report that there was a uh People that they actually open up for a season for them to go down and kill all the python or kill as many pythons as they can. Matter of fact, there's people that actually make money and it, and it's their job. They go out and they kill pythons. They said these things can be 17, 18 foot long pythons, and some of them are shorter. But they said the big pythons when they when they cut them open, there's like 10 eggs in it in some of them. And some of the smaller ones, you know, like four or five eggs. So they multiply so very fast. You could look at this like, and well, matter of fact, in Florida, they're actually destroying the wildlife in Florida. That's the reason why they're trying to destroy these uh, things, these pythons. But there are spirits in our world today that are trying to attack the things of God we have nothing to fear. We need to operate in the spirit of the Lord. We cannot just sit back and let the spirits of the world and spirits of evil take over our world. We need to go to the Lord in prayer. We need to go to the Lord in in uh, worship. We need to go to the Lord in making our supplications before the Lord and proclaiming victory over these spirits that are attacking our world, attacking our country, attacking our our cities attacking our counties. we need to allow the Holy Ghost, the powerful Holy Ghost, to do its work in a world, but the only way it's going to happen is through us, the church. We've got to operate in that. We need to lay hands upon the sick, and it says, "And they shall recover." You might think that if I lay hands on the sick and pray for them, nothing's going to happen because I am nothing. Well, we are nothing. But when we consider the power of God in us, the Lord wants us to step out in the power of the Holy Ghost and allow the Holy Ghost to do the work that it's intended to do. But the Lord's plan is through us. You see someone sick, pray for them, just see what happens. Um, my wife was telling me about <coughs> um, one of our missionaries, and I won't go into the whole story, but talking about how that uh, uh, there was a family from another religion came, they were Muslim, and came to the church, and how that God worked some miracles all through that whole thing, and uh, how, how it was very powerful. But he, what, one of the things he said, he said he prayed for them, they were wanting children, and prayed for them. He said, nothing miraculous happened. There was nothing powerful experienced there in that prayer. They just simply prayed and believed. And then uh, nine months later, they found out that they had twins, children. So you might pray for somebody, and it doesn't matter if you feel anything or not, it matters if you believe. And when you walk away from that prayer, you continue to believe. You continue to thank God for it. That's where, that's where when you pray for somebody, we need to let them know, you need to start thanking the Lord for this. And then also, don't let just them, we need to thank the Lord for it. Because what we're doing when we're thanking and praising the Lord for it, we're acknowledging to the Lord, Lord, I believe this. It might happen right now in a moment's time, or it might happen a week later. It might happen a month later. In this case, it happened nine months later. They had children. So we need to allow the Holy Ghost to operate in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In Matthew 3 and 11, it says, I indeed, this is John the Baptist saying, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now John the Baptist recognized his place. He was trying to set the road uh, uh, a little clearer and pave the way for the Lord, to be able to minister to people, so that people would receive Him. He was taking down the obstacles, but he recognized his position in this. He said, "I indeed baptize with water and repentance, but he that cometh talking about Jesus, he that cometh after me is mightier than I." That's what we need to recognize, and I think we do, no doubt, that God is mightier than us. <laughs> We're just a vessel that he's trying to use. And John the Baptist understood this. He that cometh after me, which is Jesus, is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I looked up the word fire, and the meaning of it in the Greek. Uh, It has several different meanings. Of course, we know various types of fire, and burning, and and, uh, what fire can do the flames. But you know that this word fire in Matthew 3 and 11 also means lightning? Lightning. When I first read that, I, I, all of a sudden I got to thinking how I felt when I first received the Holy Ghost. I felt like lightning was going through me. I felt power going through me. I felt glory flowing through me. Is that how you felt? I felt some glory flowing through my life. And uh and then I come across the scripture in the book of Luke, 7, uh, 10, chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 17 and 20. And it says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. So the Lord sent these seventy out to minister. And he said unto them, after the 70 came back to the Lord and said, they were excited with joy. They were, they were saying, the devils are subject unto us through thy name, the name of Jesus. And in verse 18 says, and he said unto them, I, Jesus said to them after they told him this, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of, of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits of course the spirits of the devils are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven there is a power I realize this in the book of Luke outpouring of the Holy Ghost was later but I also understand that the Bible even says and I read it here Uh, yesterday, it said that David spoke in the Holy Ghost. And he was in the Old Testament. Spirit of God is what is ministering in us and through us. But lightning, there's power in the Holy Ghost. Satan will fall when we begin to operate in the Holy Ghost. Of course, understanding this gives us really gives, should give us a great confidence and spiritual power as we walk in truth and walk in the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit that God has given you, it's not just to make it to heaven. The Spirit of the Holy Ghost that's in you is to conquer, is to overcome. The Bible says that the church, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You know what that says to me? It doesn't mean that the church just gets in the de- defense mode and that's, and we're just trying to get through so we can get to heaven. No, what it says to me is that the church needs to go on offense. That the gates of hell, it even talks about going and reaching into hell and pulling people out of hell. I, I believe what the Lord is wanting us to do is not just get on the defense and get in a corner and just just enjoy the presence of God and the Word of God and live for God and, and try to live a good life and just, we're just going to endure till we make it to heaven. No, what the Lord wants us to do is take the Spirit of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God and the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony and all these things, but mainly what we're talking about tonight is the Holy Ghost. Take it and break through the barriers. The gates of hell is not going to stop us darkness of this world is not going to stop us the power of the Holy Ghost is going to help us break through I am a firm believer that the Lord is operating in supernatural ways and miracles are opening the eyes of people today to where they will hear the the word of the Lord I'm a believer that God is, is going to let me say this, that, that God is going to operate in miracles through you and me. if we will just step out of the defensive mode and get in the offensive mode and be bold and pray for those that are sick and watch them recover. Something happens in the spirit realm. There's power there in the spirit. Of course, in that scripture, they overcame them. It is a positive statement, not a wishful hope. They overcame them. You are an overcomer. You have the Holy Ghost in you. I am an overcomer. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. This means every child of God has no place for fear. We really don't. The world wants to stir up all kinds of fear and get you afraid to even step out and pray for somebody because somebody's going to get mad. Someone's going to get upset. Trust me, if you're walking in the Spirit and God speaks to you, if you as we're sensitive to the Lord and God speaks to you to go to someone and pray for them, God's already got it all set up for a miracle to happen and you might get some opposition you, you always get opposition when you're trying to do something for God, trust me. But when that opposition comes, understand something great is getting ready to take place. I'm ready to see you all as a church body operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And we need to, we need to go on the offense. The gates of hell cannot stop us. You know what that lets me know Evidently, the gates of hell has closed itself down to try to protect all of those that are there. We need to, through the power of the Holy Ghost, break through them gates. They're not going to stop us and reach souls. Amen? There's power in you. We have many spiritual enemies. We have many spiritual enemies but not one of them is greater than the Lord. It doesn't matter which one it is. It doesn't matter if they are witches or warlocks. It doesn't matter what they are, if it's voodoo. It doesn't matter if it's some kind of strange religion. It doesn't matter what it is. If people are caught up in, in, in demonic spirits and are possessed of the devil... They cannot stand against the child of God if you have the power of the Holy Ghost in you. There's nothing to fear. But we have many spiritual enemies, but not one of them is greater than the Lord that is in us. Earlier in the letter John wrote uh, or brought up the idea of the world and its threat to the Christian life. In 1 John 2 and 15, First John 2 and 15, he said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The world is trying to attack children of God by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what John was bringing up about the the world and its threat against the Christian life. We need to be able to overcome it through the power of the Holy Ghost. Keep the Holy Ghost fresh within you. Stir it up. When you come to the house of the Lord, it's the great opportunity for you to get a refreshing every time you walk through the doors of the church. Let me hear it, amen. amen. <laughs> every time you walk through the doors of the church, when we begin to worship and praise the Lord, power begins to move. Let me, let me tell you something. I'm reading a book right now. I have read it years ago, but I'm rereading it and it's talking about the power of praise and worship. We did talk about that as one of the weapons. But there's power in our praise and worship. Sister Janae, when, when, you, when your, your praise team leads us in worship and praise, there is power that begins to move through this place. Power. And I don't believe it's just contained in this building. I believe it begins to go out beyond this building. But we need to connect with God. I, I know that through the power of praise and worship, it gives me strength. It, gi- it gives you strength. It gives me a, a more of a hunger for God. I feel the power of His presence. When God's Spirit begins to move, uh, I have another book that I have read, and I'm going to probably read it after this one. And it is Praise Releases Faith. When you begin to praise God and worship God, you begin to feel the presence of the Lord. He inhabits the praises of his people. And when you begin to feel the power of God, what happens to your faith? It shoots way up. That's the reason why miracles happen in a, in a service of praise and worship. Powerful things happen. That's the reason why people can receive the Holy Ghost in those times, because we need to connect in God through the Holy Ghost as our, as our worship and praise goes up to the Lord. There's power in it. Let the Spirit of the Lord be stirred up within you. It's a great opportunity every time you come to the house of the Lord to, that when you walk out the doors of this church, when the church service is over, that you are walking in a cloud of the Spirit of the Lord and you're taking it with you. You know, when we conclude the service and we say, okay, you're dismissed, we don't need to be dismissed from the power of God. We need to take it from here out the doors of the church and everywhere we go. But if we don't keep the power of the Holy Ghost fresh and stirred up and revived in our heart, what's going to happen is this. The, the the enemy of, of the spirits of this world are going to attack us, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And it's going to have an effect on us. We need to stir not just the Holy Ghost up in, in, our, in the church service, but we need to have the Holy Ghost stirred up in our, in our homes. We need the Holy Ghost stirred up in our car. How many? Let me ask a question. How many here have had a powerful outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your car driving down the road? Amen. Several. <laughs> That's the reason why we get tickets. Because <laughs> you get so excited, that, you know, they push the foot down, you, you, you look down, you're, you're going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> well, officer, I was just getting excited in God. But there's something powerful. It doesn't just have to be here at the church. It could could be, uh, and we need it here at the church, but it it could be in your home. It could be in your car. It could be on the job. I've spoken tongues on the job before. Holy Ghost moving on the job. I felt the presence of the Lord in school. I felt the power of God. I spoke in tongues in school. They probably try to outlaw it today, but that wouldn't stop me. It's a powerful experience. It, it, it just—we got to keep this thing stirred up. That power inside of us—the power of the Holy Ghost. When you look at the Book of Acts, chapter one, verse six, seven, and eight. I was looking at the scripture, these scriptures, the other day, and um, it says in verse six. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, which was they were asking Jesus. The disciples were saying, "Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel?" In verse seven, Jesus, you know, their their focus was on trying to restore the power again of the kingdom to Israel. They had their focus off the main thing. Jesus corrected this in verse 7 he said and said unto them it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power what he was saying is what you're focused on is not really what you need to be focused on and then he began to tell them what they needed to be focused on and of course this was before the outpouring of the Holy Ghost which it happened in the next chapter. But he said in verse 8, this is what you need to focus on. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. So what he was saying you're focused on the wrong thing. You need to get your mind on what's getting ready to happen. He did tell them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, which the promise was the Holy Ghost that we have here today. So they went to Jerusalem, but they were trying to focus on other things, and he was redirecting them. You need to focus on what's getting ready to happen in the Holy Ghost. It's the power that you're going to receive through the, after the Holy Ghost come upon you, and not just... Power for yourself. Power, power also to be a witness. witness. Witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Power to be a witness. I look at this when we consider um, the, the weapons of our warfare Sometimes we get our focus on the wrong things. We need to focus upon the power of the Holy Ghost that is in us. There's a work to do. Not just seeing power so I can overcome myself, but power to be a witness. That's a part of the the purpose of the Holy Ghost in us. Power to be a witness. And yes, sometimes we have to overcome our... Fears of what people are going to say. We've got to overcome, you know, maybe them uh, attacking us or whatever because we're standing on the Lord. But you know what? We walk in the Spirit. God's going to direct us to people. And He's going to open up the avenue for us to be able to minister to them. Be sensitive and listen to the voice of the Lord as He speaks to us. Because the ones he's going to lead us to are those that are hungry. Those that are hungry are ready to receive it. Matter of fact, those that are hungry that the Lord is leading us to have already been praying and not understanding everything about God just like we were. They've been praying and saying, God, if you are real, lead somebody to me. They were probably even being specific about some things that they wanted God to do to speak to them. And then when you go to them and the Lord directs you to them and he gives you the words to speak to them, it begins to open up an avenue of faith in their heart that, hey, that's exactly what I was praying to the Lord and you came along and God directed you to me and you're speaking the same thing that I just said to the Lord that's happened many times and through the power of the Holy Ghost with all of us it can continue to happen the power that is within us Amen Spirit of God and you know a lot of times we and I'm going to bring this to a close but a lot of times we you know we get in these battles and we think you know is it always just a battle It's always just a battle. Let me tell you a a way that really helps you through the battles and attacks. Win souls. Be a witness. You know, when when you begin to reach out to somebody and lead them to Christ, that is one of the most joyous things you could ever do. It's one of the most exciting things and and such joyous things. brings so much happiness to you. When you're able to reach out to somebody, you pray for them, uh, you reach out to them, you bring them to the house of God, or you maybe even pray them through to the Holy Ghost in their home. Teach them about repentance and pray them through to the Holy Ghost. And the power of the Spirit of God moves upon them. There is nothing greater. You know what happens? All these other things the, the baggage the struggle it begins to fade away when you start winning souls but winning souls and be a witness is a part of the operation of the Holy Ghost within us but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you so you raised your hand and said to receive the Holy Ghost you have power within you through the Spirit of God And ye shall be a witness. We've got to go a little further. We've got to operate in that power, but we also have to be a witness unto those around us. It could be by example. It could be by showing them the way, showing them Scripture. I tell you what I want to find is, I want to find hungry people. Because hungry people are ready to receive something because what they've been doing all their life is not working you know why I know that because that's where I was at that's where you were at we needed something more amen so the power of the Holy Ghost is a weapon of our warfare most definitely use it for the glory of God amen praise God I'd like for us to stand And I hope and pray you continue to carry that bookmark in your Bible or wherever, put it in your house, those seven things. Uh, When you pray, remember that and use those things. When you pray, Uh, we're we're overcomers because God has given us that power and authority. I know that's uh, what, what the Lord has given us is so glorious and so precious. We don't want to lose it. We want to cultivate it. We want to keep it strong and fresh within our lives so that we can make a difference in this world. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'd like for us to just thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost He's given us. God, we